0: Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day to day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what up? What up? Long time no talk. Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I, of course, am your host, Kim Doyle. And word, you guys, let me just tell you. <laughs> I tried to record this episode a few times last week. Um, I am at my dad's. I've officially been back in California for about two and a half weeks now. <laughs> the act, the, the post says a week and a half. That tells you what last week was like. Um, but Living with. So I'm at my dad's, who is retired, obviously, and uh, my son is here too. And then, of course, my dogs are with me. Not a ton of people, but the problem is that when people come and go, the dogs start barking or they want out or someone comes in. And, and I've got a note on my door that says, Working, do not disturb. But it's definitely different than living alone. But I'm super happy to be here. I do have to admit, it's really lovely to be back in California. There are a lot of things that need attention in this state, but it is hard to beat the weather and the beauty. No matter where I am in the world, it will always be home. Yesterday, this past weekend, I went down to Brentwood, which is where I used to live, um, and had lunch with some friends. I stayed with a friend. I saw my sister and my niece. And I think yesterday it was close to 90 degrees, which will be pretty typical um, in Costa Rica. So there you go. And I loved it. I loved it. I was happy as could be to enjoy blue skies and warm weather. Moving on. So I'm just going to bring you guys up to speed a little bit. And then we're going to jump into today's episode, which is you decide where you focus. Three reasons you're not undisciplined. I'm really tired of that. And I'm taking a stance. I think it will probably resonate with many of you because I've been talking about this in the newsletter about being multi-passionate and having more than one thing going on. Anyways, we'll get into that in a minute. But, uh, you know, it was funny because the first four or five days here were pretty busy, you know, with unloading things into storage, taking more to the dumps, uh, getting set up in my temporary space at my dad's. You guys, I'm literally, I work and sleep and I hang out like in a room. It's a good size, but it's I'm in a room, a single room all day. Um, and yes, I could be out. And anyways, we're not gonna go there. okay, so needless to say, um, it was a pretty exhausting couple of weeks leading up to the move, and then I had the week of the move itself. The dogs did awesome on the eleven hour journey down. I towed it's usually about a nine hour drive, but I was towing my car, so and I was driving a truck, so I wasn't able to go at the speeds that I would go in my car. Uh, but the dogs were awesome. it was it was a lovely drive. Got to check out, listen to audio. That always is a happy place for me. So then, let's see. Uh, California had opened the vaccine shots to everyone fifty plus, and I am just fifty, not the plus yet. Although I guess I am plus X amount of months um, on April first, and so I then went and was able to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which they have since pulled. But you know, moving forward, um, I, w- I was great because I was trying to find appointments. Elsewhere and was getting concerned. I really wanted to get that done before since I probably wouldn't be able to get it in Costa Rica. Uh, Shot was no big deal. A little less than 24 hours later, though, I felt like I had the flu and was down for the count for the day. It was fever, chills, achy body. And the next day, I was totally fine. So, you know, in many ways, (laughs) I don't know. Even though the side effects were pretty common side effects, I kind of think it was like my body's way of saying, just stop. Girl, you need a day rest. And this is not it might sound like I'm patting myself on the back here but I literally packed and moved an entire household by myself and, and dealt with it. It was just it was it was a lot. I will say on the flip side of that I um because you know we sit all day, right? And it was cold in Boise, so it was not out walking a bunch. I did so much physical work though. Like my body's craving it. So I'm I'm walking the dogs a lot. It just it feels really good to be in movement again. Um, But anyways, you know, I just I checked out that day, I climbed bed, I alternated between sleep and watching house, which Hugh Laurie is brilliant. I had never watched that. I was like, what's what's on Amazon Prime that I could get through like seven seasons of just to check out? You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, you might be wondering (laughs) what the point of this oh so dull to do list uh, has to do with you. So I'm going to share it. During this entire time, and we're talking, it was a solid three weeks, I'm going to go ahead and write last week off in terms of this grouping, but I managed to keep things going in my business. And I made money in a few different ways, which is what this episode is all about. And before I start into the whole focus and discipline thing, I want to clarify a few things, because it might sound like I'm contradicting myself. Because I also appreciate the simple approach or the essentialist approach, which Jody has uh, influenced me quite a bit with. But one thing I haven't wavered on ever, no matter what I'm talking about, is you have to do the work. Even if you have three things you're doing, you can love them all and be excited about each. But at some point, you have to. You can show up and work at it, but at some point you have to publish, you have to ship it, you have to sell it, you have to tell the world about it, right? So doing a bunch of stuff, but never crossing a finish line, that's not what we're talking about. Okay, so that if that is what you're thinking, you might be in for a dose of tough love because that's what I'm talking about. Being multi-passionate only becomes a problem when you use it as a distraction or a way of life as opposed to diversification. And that was, I talked about that in And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail, but uh, the last issue of F the Hustle, which if you're not subscribed to, you should be go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle, just a letter F the hustle. Um, But it was a podcast episode I listened to. And again, I'm going to get into it in a minute. But talking about having multiple things that generate revenue is simply a new way of diversifying, right? Like it's important to diversify investments and not have everything in one bucket. So same thing here. So the whole thing of you decide where you focus, this sounds so freaking obvious, but with so much information and opportunity available these days, it is really easy to go sideways or get distracted. So you're focused on one thing, let's say email marketing, and then you see everyone talking about Clubhouse and why you should or shouldn't jump in. And side note off script here, anyone else noticed the hype and excitement has really decreased from Clubhouse? Um, and that's not a dig at clubhouse. I think there is a value all the time in being an early adopter. And if something works for you and you love it and it feels right, do it. But unless those things line up, just don't. Um, I had a few people tell me, and I, I talked about this before that I should get on clubhouse and someone was it a week or two ago asked me, Should oh, I see you're on clubhouse. Would you like to, to speak in one of our rooms? And I just said, no, <laughs> very nicely. I thanked her. But I just said, you know, I'm on Clubhouse in terms of having my name, but that's it. Like, I've never even set up my bio, done nothing with that. So um, I just knew I didn't have the time or energy to jump in. So I stayed focused on what I'm working on. So from that place, you know, the only audio content I'm doing is my podcast, which I haven't even been able to do the last couple of weeks because of the move. And my goal is to get ahead of it before I head down to Costa Rica, because I have no intention of working that first week I'm there. My daughter's going with me and I want to get acclimated and see a little bit of Costa Rica. Anyway, so I have a few things that I do consistently. So I make sure I have a certain level of attention and focus on those things. But then I also know what excites me and keeps me moving forward. I friggin love learning new things. I just don't love learning all the new things, right? I really try to make sure if I'm learning something new, it's relative to where my focus currently is. So in the last year, we've seen the world turn upside down. We've seen systems and ways of doing things break down before our eyes. And in my opinion, I think most of it is good. Just because something has been done one way for years and years doesn't mean it's the way things should always be, right? I almost included, you guys have probably heard this. There's a I, I looked this up. It's a quote that was attributed to Henry Ford and he actually never said it, but it's the, the phrase I'm paraphrasing a non-existent quote. How do you like that? But it's basically Henry Ford supposedly, which he didn't said. Um, if I had asked people what they had wanted, they would have told me a faster horse, right? Instead of a car because a car was new, a car was changed. So I think that's what we're going through. Just as an example, like when Bitcoin and cryptocurrency came out, I was like, wow, this is cool and stuff. I really didn't think that in my lifetime, I would see a move to a cashless society, but I think it's going to happen. That's my prediction. Not that it means diddly squat. But to the extent that things are able to be bought with cryptocurrency already because of what we went through the last year, it's fascinating. It's kind of blown my mind. That's something I might look into simply for myself. I'm not going to start doing anything with it, but just understanding how it works. Anyway, so the same thing is happening with the internet and online business, which in many ways, if you guys think about it, it's really still in its infancy. It just doesn't feel like it because technology moves so quickly. So how do you decide where to focus? All right, I'm going to take you back. We're going to do a little stroll down memory lane, right? And just ask yourself a few questions. Go back to childhood for a minute, okay? Where did you enjoy spending most of your time? And now add the most important business question to that answer Where do you get the best return on something you enjoy doing? Do more of that, right? <laughs> There's a handful of caveats, but I want to give you an example so it seems to make more sense. What I enjoy doing most is podcasting. I like teaching too. I like doing live streams, but I enjoy, I love podcasting and I love writing. I can write emails and make money. I can podcast and grow my audience. I could do sponsorships. There's a handful of ways with, with podcasting, but really podcasting has always been my audience growth. It's my connection to you guys. It's my connection to my audience. So why don't you do more of it? And Which you guys will hear more about, but I have, maybe I've said this before, but I think I'm toying with the idea, and probably will do it, of doing a podcast for the website I'm going to set up just about my journey in Costa Rica. And the whole purpose of that podcast will be, oops, you guys heard that I was playing with my AirPods and dropped them on the chair mat. Um, But I'm going to, the goal is to interview other digital nomads and entrepreneurs and business owners down there about doing remote work and, and setting up a business in another country and, and just that experience mainly it's to me, I was like, it's kind of a cheat to find my people. Right. So anyways, so the, the caveats to the advice of where, what do you enjoy doing most and where do you get the best return on something you enjoy doing? All of this, of course, depends on where you're at in your business and what you can financially afford to do. Took an allergy pill. I'm really hoping the allergies go away. Costa Rica drying me the heck out today. But so if you're just getting started, you may have to juggle a couple of things at a time. Maybe you have a day job. So the thing you love doing hasn't started giving you much of a return and that's okay. Or maybe you have a little bit of a runway to get things going. You don't have a day job, but you're not generating revenue from your new business or newish business. Here's a tip. Truly, online business is much simpler than we make it out to be. Let's leave the tech piece out of it for now, but let's summarize this. You need an audience, ideally made up of a quality list of email subscribers, plus some social following. Your audience needs to have a problem, and you need to sell them a solution to their problem. That's it. We go so above and beyond, and at the same time, there might be things That you're super passionate about, but people don't want to pay for it. So there's, there's an element to to finding validation for things. That's probably a whole other episode. But most of the time, online businesses aren't making money because they're not making enough offers, or they're not making the right offers. And all this means is that you need to dig a little deeper, you don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. And here are a few things that will make a huge difference in growing your business. And I mean, this, I've been doing this now over 13 years. And the two things I wish I had put way more energy into in the beginning was learning how to write copy sales, understanding copywriting, email sales, copy, and even content. I got much better at content when I started podcasting because I did it from my own voice. And now I will say that, it takes what it takes to get where you're going, you know, so I'm, I'm not judging myself. But if I could go back and tell myself where to focus my energy on, it would be that. And and growing a, an email list, that's it. Those would be the two most important things to focus on. Okay, but this list of things that I'm suggesting you do that will make a huge difference in growing your business again, so learn to write content, email sales copy, grow your email list, engage with people, provide value, solve problems sell solutions. And I want to address the provide value thing because everybody says that. And I'm at a point where, and I agree with this and I want to say it was Vanessa Lau that finally made me go, thank you. You do not have to give away the how to all the time when you're creating content. There are so many other types of content you can create. If someone wants to learn how, because they have a problem, you can sell them the solution. And guys, I am coming from a place of the, the better you do in business, the more people you serve, the more money fluctuates, um, fluctuates the more money circulates through the economy. It's, it's good to earn money and get paid what you're worth. So if you need to do some mindset work on charging, charging what you're worth, selling, it's a constant learning for me because it's just never been a natural comfort. But then you get to the point where I'm like, well, I want to live the life I want to live. I want to connect with the people I want to do. I want to serve. I want to see people stop struggling with content and email and mark it like I, I know what drives me. Anyway, even if you love video and audio overwriting, learning how to write or simply getting better at it by doing it often will help you craft better headlines, descriptions, social content, You know, video, tagline, all that stuff. Okay. So, even if your primary focus is video and audio, I am going to stress that you should focus on writing as well. All right. Let's move on. Three reasons you're not undisciplined. I have to admit, I, I do feel like a bit like a kid in a candy shop ever since I decided to focus on email marketing and newsletters under Kim Doyle. I've talked about this. That is truly what I'm going to put all my energy into under this brand. Newsletters are that old idea made new again. And they're so much better than they used to be. Most of them anyway. Um, You know, they really used to be internet marketers sending out some really boring, like mini content. Then they would talk about themselves and they'd get testimonials from their clients talking about them. And then it'd be, here's how you can work for me. It was, it was truly just enough about me. What do you think about me? But what I'm loving most about the newsletter space right now are all the new people and content that I'm discovering. One of my favorite newsletters, even though some of it is a bit over my head, is Contrarian Thinking by Cody Sanchez. And I'm going to reach out to, to interview her on the podcast, but she's friggin' brilliant. And this is what I was talking about with the new diversification um, earlier, but She's just friggin' brilliant. She's witty and she's really good at what she does. And I think I talked about her in the newsletter too, but her background is fascinating. She started out as a journalist and was traveling and writing these important pieces about what was happening in the world. Change was not happening. She went into finance because if you have money, you can make change happen. I'm totally simplifying this, but she has done phenomenal in the investment and money space, but she's also in this creator economy. I had come a, the first time I listened to her was on the newsletter crew podcast. And I've linked to this in the show notes. It's Nathan Berry, who is the founder of convert kit, his podcast. And it's episode 29, Cody Sanchez, the key to becoming a future billionaire. I will absolutely listen to the episode again, but my aha moment came when they were talking about the creator economy and having more than one business or revenue stream. And just as a side note, having multiple streams of revenue has always been talked about with online business is something we should all have and do in business in general, right? But then we're also told to focus. And you've also got books like The One Thing. And I think there's value in all of it. But more than anything, you have to know you. You have to decide what lights you up. What drives you? Do you get bored having one thing? I can tell you. It's something I've really had to own about myself. I get excited by the new and the opportunity. That does not mean I discard what I've been doing, but it keeps me motivated and flowing. And inevitably, when I find something new and exciting, it spurs something for something I've already done. It spurs an idea. It it gives me a content idea, a course idea, or a coaching offer, something that I can do that is relative to what I'm already doing. So I'm not saying, you know, that, okay, here I'm talking about focusing on email and newsletters. I'm not going to all of a sudden start, like where I was talking about learning a little bit more about cryptocurrency. That's just a personal Kim is curious. I'm not going to start doing that as a business, right? doesn't mean I can't be an investor, but anyway, um, it's 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 funny that it's contrary, that we're told to focus, but yet the way to Wealth, whether or not you want wealth or you want to just cover your car payment, there's no judgment. And I really hope you get that the less you judge other people for what they want, the faster you're going to get what you want. I don't care how esoteric and woo woo that sounds, it's true. I know people that want multi, multi million dollar businesses, and other people are like, I just want to be able to do what I want to do and chill. Like, so whatever works for you. Okay. So back to my aha moment. Um, Cody reframed this in a way that literally blew my mind. She said it's simply diversification. Like, what? Right? Right? How many times are you told that you need to focus? Pick one thing. And so this was like, oh, you mean I'm not an undisciplined sloth who can't stay focused? No. My young Padawan, you are not. <laughs> uh, by the way, I am not much of a Star Wars nut. I like the movies as much as the next person. Uh, but I did have to make sure that I was using Padawan correctly. Um, and just for your own reference, here's here's a little bit of trivia for you. A Padawan is a learner or apprentice. So you're welcome. But being multi-passionate and not putting all your eggs in one basket is perfectly okay. And then probably it's exactly what you should be doing. If that's what lights you up. So here are three reasons you're not undisciplined. Number one, you're producing profits through your passions. I don't care if it's 10 bucks or 10,000, you have to start somewhere. As long as you're enjoying it, it's making you a profit, not just money, right? Because the purpose is to turn a profit. So, you know, remove your expenses from that, then keep at it. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be in business if I didn't have multiple revenue streams. There are a couple of things in my business that I'm taking a hard look at right now regarding whether or not I'm going to c- continue doing them. Because you can only keep at doing something for so long without growth or income before you have to accept that maybe it's time to move on, or maybe it's time to pivot. You know, I do know that when things aren't profitable, it's a whole lot harder to keep going when you're not making money with something because it's not fun, especially when you could be putting that energy elsewhere. What the difference and I'll say this is at 13 years in now, I have enough of a brand and a list and I've got friends and I've got a Facebook group. So that I'm pretty transparent in what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it. But it, it all sort of stays in the same bucket, meaning it's all digital marketing through Kim Doyle even though I talked about content there and we've got content creators planner, everything ties together, right? So the Pura Vita journey website that I'm going to do. And I don't know if I shared it earlier. If you go there, it's not up yet, but to share the Costa Rica journey, will I share it with you guys and my audience to let you know where you can go? Absolutely. But I'm not going to send that list, the marketing stuff or the, you know, the digital stuff, anything that I'm doing through these brands will not go through Pure Vita, because it's it's a different audience, right? But I'm able to look at and test and try stuff because it's all in the same wheelhouse, for lack of a better word. But truly, you know, when one income stream is dried up, I have other avenues, or when one slows down or stops, or you know, like Jody and I have taken a break from Facebook ads for a little bit, we're looking at how do we want to pivot and what's the next shift for the content creators planner. So, but I've got other income streams. So if you don't you're kind of screwed, to be honest with you. So number one, the reason you're not undisciplined is if you're producing profits through your passions, through the different things that are lighting you up. Number two is that you continue to grow. As important as money is, it is not the only measuring stick. I am such a different person today than I was 13 years ago when I first started my business, both personally and professionally. It's through the ups and downs that we learn things. If only we could learn everything the easy way. But in addition to income, look at the rest of your data. Has your list grown? What about traffic to your website? What about social engagement, which is more important than the vanity metrics, in my opinion? And now I'll tell you this my list with Kim Doyle is smaller than it was five years ago because I got rid of a bunch of WordPress freebie seekers. And it was when I stopped really focusing on WordPress you know, some of the people probably could have stuck around some didn't. And I went through a lot personally, um, between, you know, 2016 and 2019, there were some hard personal years. Um, So it is what it is. But the point is, you know, when if you can look at the data and say, Oh, well, my open rates have gone up, and my click through rates have gone up, or I'm selling more, I'm getting better conversions. So you get to decide, but remember that money is not the only measuring stick we have, but the goal of the other data, right? Is if you look at this, like if my list has grown up, my traffic's grown up. Did I say grown up? Gone up. (laughs) Welcome to Kim's brain on a Monday. But if the, if all of those things have gone up, they better start producing income as well. Right. I mean, I, I, it's not the only measuring stick, but it is how we move through the world. At least at this point. Right. So there've been plenty of people that I've subscribed to and followed through the years that I no longer follow, their businesses may have grown in terms of how much they're earning. But they're teaching the same things they taught when I first came across them, which is great, because they know who they serve. And it's they know their audience, they know the problems they have, and they know how to help them solve them. But it doesn't get me excited. So I move on. It's, it's just the way I'm wired. And so I think when you look at that, it's, it's, you know, it's, we all have heard that phrase that is you don't want to be the smartest person in the room, or it's kind of like, you know, when I, because my goal before the end of this year is to have a little, a small team again, I haven't had a team in a long time. So I'll have editors. Um, I, my daughter and I have got some projects going on and like I've got a a business with Jody. So, but I want to have a team for me (laughs) for stuff that I don't want to do. So just a small, I'm talking three, four people. Right. But, um. The point in in having a team, and it's because in order for me to grow and and shift, it's like, I know I need that support. And I literally, I don't know where I was going with the team. What was the point in telling you that? I think it's just simply that when you grow, oh, being the smartest person in the room. That's where I was going. My Lord, you guys, look at what's happened after a few weeks. But it's kind of like if I were to hire someone, say, for like, I want someone who knows way more about editing than I do. That's the whole purpose of hiring an editor. I don't want someone, I want people who are smarter than me at the things that I don't do well, right? That's the purpose of hiring and supporting. Anyways, so this whole thing about growing is that then when you're ready to, I hate these trite terms, but level up or go to the next level in your business. You need you need people that have been where you're going and that's what they're teaching and talking about. Right. And so there may be a marketer that you follow that has talked about blogging and the basics of getting started in online business and you love them and that's great, but you're going to outgrow them at some point. All this ties into point number two, which is you continue to grow. And as long as you continue to grow There's value in that. And the third point is Are you enjoying the journey? This is part of my F the hustle movement and mission. And there, oh gosh, I'm, it's, let me just say this. Okay, I'm a little ranty today, aren't I? But I will tell you that when I get in alignment and I'm really, really clear on what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and who I'm doing it for, I will get to my destination faster because I'm just in alignment. I am sure that I could have arrived at certain goals sooner, but I don't really care. I really don't. My priorities in life are freedom, living life on my terms and enjoying life as much as I possibly can. I don't have limitations or ceilings on goals and dreams, meaning of course I, I have financial goals and dreams. And like this move to Costa Rica, ideally there will be a house house, on the beach in Costa Rica, down the road, as opposed to 10 minutes from the beach, right? But I like keep, I like keeping things fluid and flexible. It keeps life more exciting for me. I love living from a place of wonder. Now, there are people that are like, uh, -uh, I need stability. I need to know this. And trust me, as I've gotten a a little bit older, yes, there are certain levels of um, stability. Recurring revenue is my number one goal, This year, truly, there's a peace of mind that comes from that. And when you've got the peace of mind, you've got a lot more flexibility. But, you know, I'm not someone that's like, well, I don't need a million dollars a year. It's like, if I can make a million dollars, why wouldn't I? If I can do it in a way that is living life on my terms, I'm still getting to have fun and explore. I've said it over and over I'm going to Costa Rica to make more and earn less. I spent the last year, we all did, in isolation. And the weird thing is, you guys, I didn't feel lonely, probably because, I don't know, everyone was isolated, but it was me and the dogs. It was so healing for my soul. It was so healing for my soul. And I caught myself literally just this past weekend thinking, it was like my ego was poking me saying, you should have done more. You should have accomplished more last year. And there was like this little disappointment. And I thought, no, uh -uh, I'm not doing that. It was healing losing my mom rocked my world and i needed to find a way to peace through that and i gave myself exactly what i needed so anyways you know i like that excitement it's what drives me that place of wonder and who am i going to meet and how is my business going to grow and and what activities am i going to get involved in and maybe i'm going to find a new hobby and maybe i'm going to fall in love hopefully knock on wood but that'll be a fun journey to share. Um, life experience and age have no doubt contributed to this kind of state of being for me. And I am beyond grateful because literally what's showing up in my Facebook memories. I do love Facebook memories. A year ago at this time, my furniture was finally arriving in Boise, Idaho, right? It took them, that would have been three weeks to get my furniture there, which was ridiculous. Now, the day of this recording, I'm counting down six weeks from today, I will be on my way to Costa Rica. This is nuts to me. This is nuts, but so exciting. If the last year has taught us anything, it's that the old way of doing things isn't necessarily right. You know, expecting all entrepreneurs to run their business the same way is no different than expecting children to all succeed by following the exact same set of rules in school. And we all know now that that type of learning really doesn't work for everyone, at least not in today's environment. So do what works for you. If you find yourself unhappy and never finishing what you start or doing work you don't enjoy, maybe it's time to reevaluate. But you don't owe anyone an explanation for how you choose to run your business, whether it's focusing on one product and one brand or five businesses and 20 offers. You do you. I don't know, guys, but I really, I live by the motto of, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And my number one driving force when I started my business, even though, so it was 2008, I lost my husband in 2003, I wanted to be around for my kids. I wanted to be able to drop them off and pick them up. I was never the play date mom. I (laughs) did not enjoy volunteering in classes, doing field trips. One child was like, cool, have at it. The other one was like, will you come and volunteer? Will you come on a field trip? And I did what worked for both of them. I just, it wasn't me. And guys, this is not a judgment. If you are that parent, kudos. Um, But I knew I wanted to be around for my kids because I was all they had. We, We were blessed with family around for everything. But outside of that, I wanted freedom just wanted the freedom and maybe i don't know what it comes from i spent so long in retail management and you know it's one thing to have a job that you have to show up to at, an, at a certain time it's another thing to have a job where you have the keys to let people into the building so if you're late everyone's standing around waiting for you i i don't know but whatever it is and i think probably that that's a small piece of it i think innately I feel a very strong purpose with what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I want to serve people. I want people to have fun and find joy in what they do and earn a great living, whatever that looks like to you. And I'm telling you guys that the faster you let go of judgment about how other people do things, the faster things will show up for you. So ignore the noise. And it is not easy, guys. I'm just going to tell you so quick little stories we wind down here. I know this is probably a little bit shorter episode. Although when I go off script, we never know where that's going to go. But, you know, just this, this weekend, um, when I went down to where I used to live, and and you know, I got to hang out with people and stuff. Um, I, I did this. I don't know, questioning, like I said, about how I should have spent the time and I had a call this morning with my therapist, I'm still doing this, this work that we've done this last year it has been amazing. And really got down back to the core of what matters to me and how I want to feel and what I enjoy doing. And the more I practice different techniques, right? And maybe it's as simple as I I meditate. If I don't for a few days, I feel it, I get off. And you guys, when I'm telling you I'm meditating, it could be six minutes, it could be 12. They are not real long meditations. But I know that when I do that, when I start my day from that grounded place, I'm less reactive and my day flows and I'm not as quick to spin about external circumstances. And it's been a real challenge for me here, because I'm not the only person in the house. um, And, you know, or somebody needs something for me. And I'm trying to coordinate. And this all sounds so overly dramatic, because I'm sharing it. But trying to coordinate seeing as many people as I can before I move. Because my guess is I probably won't come back till Christmas. And then that's even a short visit, right? So it's like making sure I can see uh, family and close friends, as well as deal with getting everything ready, you know, the dogs, the vet, car, I got to re-register my car in California, just stuff to do, right? So what needs to be done before I go? And I found myself just totally out of alignment. I'm like, what is going on? Why? I guess I'm not as Zen as I thought I was, right? Because I was like, you're, I I just feel very um, reactive to external circumstances. And so, it's conscious choice and conscious effort. So you need to do that in your business too. If Facebook sends you sideways, if seeing what other people are doing makes you question what you're doing or wonder if you're doing it correctly, you have to do some adulting and parent yourself and say, you can't do this right now. This is not going to make you feel better. And it sounds so simple guys, but it's not always easy, but the, the way out of that is simple. Let's wind this up because I am going in 12 different tangents. Do what brings you joy. So I'm just going to give you a little list. You understand like what's happening in my business and how I'm managing this all. So obviously I have kimdoyle.com. I have recently pivoted to focus on email and newsletters all through Kim Doyle. However, even my opt-in email marketing sessions, I was like, what is that solving for people? It was a fun name, but it doesn't solve a problem. I am all in with the newsletter. My F the Hustle newsletter is probably giving me the highest engagement, the highest responses and the best return on my time. So that's going to be the opt-in. So I've got that. I have four courses through that brand and I do coaching and I'm going to do a pilot program for helping people with email marketing. It's going to be super low cost, two months, group environment, but it's me navigating with everybody. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Just side note, because that's going to be coming in May. I'm going to be sharing that the next couple of weeks. So that's under Kim Doyle. I've got content creators planner. We are not pausing. The, the planner still selling. We paused our ads. We've got our newsletter going. We create content every week, but we're doing a hard pivot. What do we want this brand to look like? We have a workshop called the content promotion code, where we're going to teach you how to take one piece of content and get as much leverage over promoting just one piece of content over 30 days to see what kind of data you get, as opposed to trying to do all the things on every platform all the time. Based on how the workshop goes, we may turn that into a more in-depth, self-paced course. That's happening over there. However, and that's just the two brands. Remember that while I've got those two things going, <laughs> I'm moving in six weeks. So it's like, what needs to get done? I'm launching another newsletter completely independent brand called emailinsiders.me. You can go there and opt in. And that's a newsletter all on email marketing and newsletters. And it's going to be done from a fun personable standpoint. And this is really for people who get that they need to do email marketing. And they know there's value, they're not sure what, when, how those little things. But truly, outside of that, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's a project I'm working on with my daughter. She's getting her degree is in screenwriting. She's a great writer. So we're going to do that. So we've got email insiders.me. That may become a membership. And then on top of that, I have the, it's called puravitajourney.com, And I think it's puravita. I say it. I don't know why <laughs> that stumps me. Anyways, and if you're not familiar with puravita, it is Costa Rican for pure life, simple life. And, as soon as that site's up, I'll have an opt-in on there. And it's really just a share, and I may I'm really leaning towards a potential YouTube channel. I'll just do it under my current channel, but just sharing stuff. Maybe I'll do the interviews via video. I don't know. So that kind of sounds like a lot, but all of it feels fun to me. I absolutely love. Each thing that I'm doing, I'm excited about. How do we pivot? Content creators planner. We may be shifting to a digital only. We may turn that into a signature course, whatever it looks like. You know, we've built something phenomenal that we want to work with our lives. So, so just so you understand, like those are things I'm working on, and I've got coaching clients in the background. Um, so it's it's, and I don't mean background like it's not important, but it's you know I do coaching as well. So. It's a bunch of stuff, but I love doing it all. And I and I create content. I've got this podcast, right? I've got the Facebook group. So these are things that all excite me and one way or another. So I promise I am winding down here, but like with email insiders, I'm going to document the journey on Kim Doyle of launching an independent newsletter brand and I'll tell you that I will obviously be sharing that with my Kim Doyle list and with the content creators planner list, but it's a independent brand. um, And that I want to do this from scratch. And yes, I've got traffic sources for leads. I totally get that. But so I'll document the journey of growing that monetizing that driving traffic, building the list, all of those things, um, the segments and how we're structuring the newsletter, everything will be documented. So do you see how launching that is creating content for kimdoyle.com? I mean, they all sort of intertwine anyways, guys, um, just go do you just listen to your heart. Take the time to get clear on what you want, how you want it, the structure you need. You've, you've got this, you've got this and just relax about it all. Um, don't overcomplicate this. In terms of funnels and ads and all that stuff, you know, build your email list, provide value, solve problems, make an offer. It, it is not rocket science. Anyways, I'm probably going to just start giving you 52 more quotes. So we'll go ahead and end here. (laughs) I appreciate you guys. I love you. Thank you for listening. If you've not left a review, it would mean the world to me. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever. And just if you can bear with me, Um, I think I should be really good to at least get the podcast weekly going um, prior to leaving. Uh, Like I said, I fly out May thirty first, And I'll let you guys know when the the new site is up to track that journey. I think that's it for now. So go do you and check out contrarian thinking uh, with Cody Sanchez. The links to everything are in the post in the show notes. So have a fantastic morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are. We'll catch you next